0: Hello, you're listening to Strong Body, Strong Soul. I am Maria, and I want to read to you just from the foreword of a book that I intend to read soon. It's called The Medical Medium, and the author is Anthony William. This foreword was written by Alejandro Jünger, M.D. How do you know what you know? Most of the things you know, you've learned from your caregivers, from your friends, at school, in books, and in the streets. These are the things you know that you know. But inside of you, there are other types of knowing. There is, for example, the knowing that you are, that you exist, that you are you, this knowing you are born with. There is another type of knowing that is hard to talk about, because most people Take it for granted. This is the knowing that your body has of how to function. Without you being a cardiologist, your heart knows how to pump blood. Without you being a gastroenterologist, your gut knows how to digest food and absorb it. Then there is the knowing that comes as a feeling, such as your gut instinct or intuition. This knowing is highly intelligent and kind of magic. It lets you know things without ever having seen or heard of them and it may save your life. This is the kind of knowledge that people advise you to trust but where does it come from and how does it let you know about things? Who decides when this knowing will communicate with you. And that's all I'm going to read for tonight. Very interesting. I'll talk to you guys soon. I love you. Hello there, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that reading. How do you know? How does your body know what to do? It's Monday morning right now. I attended a workshop over the weekend that was just fascinating, and I'm going to be doing an episode here for you guys. It's about those chakras, those chakra energy centers that are in our bodies. Once in a while, if you've been listening to my show here, I do talk about the chakra energy. I do help teach people how to use their voices to activate that energy. But here is a question for you. Why? What's the big deal? Why do we need those chakras to be activated, healthy, and strong? Each of the chakra centers has control over telling what glands should do in your body. The secretion of hormones, fight or flight your adrenal system, your pituitary gland, the release of melatonin to help you sleep, cortisol levels. The glands, the secretion of hormones and enzymes that your body needs, the only way the glands can operate is if the energy of your chakra system is operating properly properly and can help them. I mention this because this morning when I woke up, I went to check on my friend, Richie Rich. He's in the UK. I checked his Instagram account. He's a bodybuilder there. He's on a mission. He is doing his first competition here in the month of October, and I wanted to go check and see how he's doing. He posted a photo of a bodybuilder that has (laughs) barely any waistline. His stomach area is... (laughs) far less than a six-pack. It is hardly anything. And these bodybuilders are posting pictures of themselves so proud of themselves. Some of the captions read, hospitalization for three days, on IV fluids, organ failure, potential cardiac arrest. Life is full of challenges. This is merely a setback. I'm going to kick this Next competition's ass. They are so unaware of what they're doing. Do you know that cardiac arrest is the number one cause of death in the population with mental health eating disorders? Richie Rich and I had a conversation a while ago, and I published it here, an interview about his mental health challenges, his eating disorder, his self-esteem, self-awareness, perception, issues. It's a form of mental health illness. I have a niece. I have a niece that goes to a very well-known college. She's graduated now, but she's been suffering for two or three years now. With an eating disorder. She recently got so bad, her heart has been giving out. She's 22 years old. She's been having cardiac incidences. She finally went to a treatment center. They will not take her. Her body is too depleted, too high risk, that they will not take liability. They will not allow her to enter their in-house eating disorder facility. She's been hospitalized for over a week now. Her parents, for two years now, they've been ready for a phone call at any moment for her to drop dead. She's a volleyball player. The college has ignored the problem. She's older. She's over 18, so the parents have no, no power to find out information and the extent of her her physical feelings her organ failure she is alive right now and they are trying to get her healthy enough to be admitted but it's iffy so how does your body know what to do who are you? Pay attention. Stay healthy, stay strong. And, um, yeah. Happy Motivational Monday. Sorry, but there you have it. Have a good day. And I'll be back to you another time when I'm more organized with my thoughts. But um, please pray for Richie Rich that he doesn't go down the path of these guys that he's... That he's posting Please send good thoughts to my niece I won't mention the college because it's kind of Well, I'll talk about it another time I love you all, thank you for listening This
1: is Maria Hi, yeah Um. In regards to appearance It's called body dysmorphia I'm not sure if you've heard it before But in a nutshell, it's like a, it's a form of mental health. It's, it wasn't publicly known, but now it's getting more recognition. And I basically, uh, you know, you'll look, I'll look in the mirror and no matter how quote unquote good one says I'm starting to look physically, in my mind, I'll always be looking at what is not improving or what doesn't look great and keep trying to improve it and improve it and improve it. And the worst part about it is even if I'm in the best shape ever, in my mind, in my eyesight, I'll see imperfections and it becomes an obsession to try and resolve. Hey Maria, it's a good question. Um I think I don't quote me on this, but it's possible. I mean if you if you're unhappy with your physical appearance. You know, you'll you'll go to whichever extreme measures possible. Some people can lead down the road of bulimia. Some people they could just eat themselves, eat their feelings literally, or they could develop an obsession with health and fitness, uh, an unhealthy obsession with health and fitness in terms of trying to get in shape by any means necessary. So yeah, it it could it could possibly lead to um, stuff like anorexia, bulimia. There's um, things along those lines. So um, I've not really thought about it like that before because I've never been on the extreme side of the spectrum. But yeah, it's possible.
0: Just to be clear, everybody, those last couple of messages right there, that was Richie Rich. Those were some portions of our conversation a while ago. That's part of the interview. And um, just to be clear, he does not have a dis- eating disorder. But that second response was in in uh, in relation to my question about it, if body dysmorphia is a precursor to eating disorders. So just to clarify, he has been diagnosed with body dysmorphia, but not an eating disorder. And um, my plan is to help my niece spread her story, so I hopefully will be having sharing more about her story soon not only for her and her age group and her uh, elite athletic environment that she's in but for any parents out there maybe family members of people that are in any sort of professional athlete type environment it's so important to be honest and truthful and aware of your body and what it's supposed to do So thank you, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you so very much for continuing to tune in. I am back, and I've included a link in the show notes to this episode for you guys to my niece, her story. She is being more public about it right now and a link to her article about her history with her eating disorder is in the show notes for you guys and I just want to say that years ago we were at the beach at Zuma and there was a beach volleyball tournament and Camila was playing another school and Our family went to go watch her, and she's so thin. She hardly has any butt, right? My daughter was 11 at the time, and I remember us noticing and commenting, me commenting to my little girl how much we love Camila, but that it looks kind of strange not to have any meat on her butt you need flesh on your bones and way back then a couple of years ago now Camila's body was deteriorating already and she's at an age where there's not much we could do about it to help her so sometimes with your own kids you see other kids and other people in the world behaving in ways that are not Healthy, or appropriate, and all you can do is observe them, and learn, and teach your own kids, and comment, and have conversations about, you know what, honey, that's really not okay to do that. What Camila is doing, being as thin as she is, isn't really healthy. So that was good for my mo- my daughter to hear. Camila being the what not to do example. And now, now Camila coming out and talking about her situation and trying to help other people is absolutely a great example for my daughter and for others out there of what to do. Use your voice share your energy. Everybody has different ways of doing it. And Camila, I love you, Camila. And I know you're touching more people. And if my voice can help you do it, then I'm here. So whoever's listening, if you want to go ahead and check out that article, you can also find the article and some more photos and Some of my thoughts on my Facebook page, Strong Body, Strong Soul, if you're curious. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, thank you for listening. Please always share any of my content if you feel like it will help anyone else. I don't know where the vibration of my voice is supposed to reach. I don't know where Camila's voice is supposed to reach but maybe you'll be helping somebody else by sharing her story.